to another episode of the Random Cinematic Universe, the podcast where we use a random movie generator to choose the movies that we watch and then discuss for your pleasure. Uh, this week, I've got Jacob Weidman and Nina Bordeval with me, and we're going to what, watch... Wait, did you say Jacob Weidman? Yes. That doesn't feel right. <laughs> doesn't feel right, guys. Something's wrong. What the fuck is going on, Something's Jacob? wrong. <laughs> Shit. I don't know what it is, guys. I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, no. Jacob, this, this is so lame. I love it. This is too... Like, what? We're, like, on episode four? It's a Halloween movie. I get to do this. Okay, so we're going to start again. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of the Random Cinematic Universe, the podcast that lets a random movie generator choose the films that we watch and then discuss for your pleasure. With me today is Nina Bordeval and Mr. Spooks. FYJ. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, or Jacob S. Pumpkins. I don't know what's the word. Or no, Jacob S. No, Pumpkins. Mr. Spooks. Uh, some of you may know him from Extra Life. I believe this is a, a running gag on mm-hmm. uh, the Car Bomb Extra Life. Spooky. Anyway, today, uh, the algorithm chose A Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting from 2020. Uh, This was a film that we found on Netflix. I believe it is a Netflix production. It was directed by Rachel Talele. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but that's how I'm going to pronounce it. Sounds about right. Uh, Starring Tamara Smart, Una Lawrence, and Tom Felton. Uh, Could not find any information on the budget. Um, so spoilers, Tom Felton. I did not know he was in it until the credits came in at the end. Really? I didn't recognize him at all. Yeah. Like, what the, Who's Tom Felton? He's Malfoy in Harry Potter. Yeah. That's all I know. Yes, well, and no. for those of you at home, you'll remember that uh, Nina hasn't seen anything. Uh, the only movies she's ever seen are the ones that we watch on this podcast, which is surprising <laughs> because she works in film. <laughs> Slight exaggeration, but you'll find that I've either not seen a movie or I've forgotten most of it. Yes. Uh, this film was written by Joe Ballerini. Um, it was also based on a book that he wrote. Uh, same, I think we have another episode coming up with the same situation that's there, based on a book. There's almost no information on the book, though. I tried yeah. so hard to find information on the book. I think this it was, exists. I think this was Netflix looking for a potential franchise that they could oh, get for cheap. Yeah, and the producer tells you, like, just who produced it kind of gives you a hint at why it even happened. Ivan Reitman? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, rest in peace, Ivan Reitman. Uh, as of recording this podcast, uh, he passed away a couple of weeks ago. Um, most of you will know him as the director of Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Um yeah, that's that's sad. But he produced this movie, and it made a lot of sense. I did not realize mm-hmm. that he was a producer yeah. until the end credits. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, so basic plot of this film. Uh, it is a young adult film. I would guess aim like 8 to 12-year-olds would be target audience here. Uh, a little bit older. Like, they, they're they in high school. I think it goes up yeah, to... I feel like, well, but like... The characters in Buffy were also in high school, but I don't think we're going for the same age group here. Or we're aging out, Zach. <laughs> this was released in 2020, and they're in high school. I, I would guess that like up to 15, would yeah, be, yeah. they'd be quite content with the movie. Yeah, I have no idea what teenagers like. So It's a little bit of a stretch on, on my part here as well. Yeah. Um, I, I do know this 
movie probably would have freaked me out a little bit as a kid, depending on what age I watched it. Okay, there was definitely the scary scenes at the beginning, mm-hmm. the flashback with the first little girl. Uh, and yeah, no, there was definitely some moments where I was like, this is terrifying. Because yep. they they shot what you couldn't see, which is what you do when you want to scare someone, right? In a scary <laughs> movie, you don't show it. Like, just using the, the shadow of the dinosaur, like, oh. and it's oh. turning its head yeah. at the last second. That's so cool. good. Yeah. Uh, does anybody <laughs> want to take a crack at a quick synopsis of the plot? No. No, it wasn't very good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, the basic plot of this film. Oh, and I guess as, as normal... I'm going to give a spoiler warning. We are going to get into every nitty-gritty detail of this film. Don't they know uh, that by now? You Guys. know what? I'm going to say it for every episode, just in case we have new listeners, Jacob. Guys, it's a, it's a podcast about movies where we new talk about... New listeners, the, the, Jacob. Yeah, okay. Sorry, Mr. Spooks. <laughs> um, so a young girl is shown to be uh, attacked by some sort of monster when she's a child. Uh, has a traumatizing experience. For whatever reason, um, when she's five, she tells kids at school that she got attacked by a monster. And now when she's 15, 16 years old, uh, everybody at school still makes fun of her and calls her Monster Girl. Dude, it's Which Monster I, Girl. I feel like is a massive exaggeration of the memories of children. No. All it takes is one one childhood event or mention. I cried at the movie Bambi in fifth grade and my school went from elementary school up until um the last year of high school yeah but you were like 10 kids remember what happened at 10 they don't remember what happened in kindergarten yeah i still got called bambi right up until like the year before i graduated okay uh i stand corrected Mm -hmm. i just took beatings with tree branches but that sounds worse Mm. um sorry it sticks (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like not a lie. I actually got beaten with a tree bash once. <laughs> so she grows up. She is forced into babysitting her mother's boss's child. Um, the ice queen. The ice queen. Who uh, subsequently is also dressed as the ice queen. Yeah. Oh, uh, ice queen. I get it. I get it. <laughs> turns out that the child has the ability to bring his dreams to life. He has nightmares. He creates nightmare monsters. This uh, boogeyman comes after him, kidnaps him. The boogeyman. The main character who... What's her name? I watched this movie like 45 minutes ago. What is the main character's name? I don't know, but she spends a lot of a little lot of her time yelling the, the other character's name. Liz. Liz, yeah. Liz, and, Liz's name comes up a lot. Oh, and I, I know one of the characters' names because it's, <laughs> J- it's Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. Um, it, I'm not... I'm, I'm the nightmare that. child. I don't, I don't, know. Know. I don't have okay. memory for that um, kind of stuff. Tamara Smart is a character, I think. Um, I'll, go, I'll Google it. You can talk. It goes to rescue this child. And we Liz's character is introduced. Turns out there is a secret order of babysitters. Kelly Ferguson. That's it. That's okay. her name. Kelly Ferguson. Okay. I believe you. Yeah. Uh, we find out that there is a secret order of babysitters um, that protect children from monsters. And that is the general plot of this film. Um, yeah. Secret society of... Babysitters, yeah, that included Joan of Arc, Mother Teresa, Einstein. I, I don't know, just basically every historical figure mm-hmm. known. Uh, right out of the gate, I'm going to give props to the director of photography, Gregory Middleton. Um, he made the movie look good. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Some really good shots. Absolutely. Um, right out of the gate when she's walking down the hallway in the high school, and they've hazed up the hallway just a little bit, and they've got all the natural light coming in from the one side, um, which is also it weirds me out every time. It's like, yeah, we're in a public high school, not a single light's turned on. It's just all the light coming in from the window, but like it looks great, but it makes no sense. Hmm. <laughs> True. That scene was also my favorite scene uh, because it was paired to Billie Eilish, which I thought was a really cool way to use that song in a movie. Which song did they? You seem to notice the music a lot more than I do. What song? Um, did they and you use? know what? I, I and it's funny. As growing up, I had a, a girlfriend that would always notice the soundtracks in movies, and mm. I thought it was the oddest thing. And it actually specifically made me start listening for it, and it's become a thing where. I'm big on audio and listening and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But the whole soundtrack of this movie was perfectly paired to all of the moments with like really modern mainstream radio play songs. And it was mm-hmm. just like peppered in like a little bit all throughout. And it was the only thing that I'm like, it was good. Like I would rewatch the movie just for that. Hmm. And that the plot sucks. Uh, this is also <laughs> where we meet her best friend. <laughs> Who never comes? He shows up in one other scene as broccoli, oh, and Mr. we never broccoli. see him broccoli. again. Broccoli, he's amazing. The, the, he loves broccoli. The king of vegetables who left with fire emoji girl. <laughs> That's the thing. Like he shows up as like the best friend in the beginning, and he is trying to bring Ska. He's wardrobe. not a great. He's trying to bring bring like Ska wardrobe back as hard as he can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then oh, we see him in one other scene in the movie, and he never comes up again. Like there's no, there was zero point to having that character in the movie other than. To get exposition in that first scene, and that to indicate she has one friend. Yeah, like you not... think like he'd come to the rescue later or help somehow. No, 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 because no. he went to a party and he got distracted by a girl. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, why he's out of the picture. They made that very light bulbs. Yeah, yeah. Um, they bring up the so she goes to the house. And she's told she's going to make $15 an hour, which at first I was like, ooh, $15 an hour. And then I was like, wait, in the States for like a high schooler, that's probably really good. And I think minimum wage in most states is still like 7 bucks an hour. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty low. And $15 an hour U.S. is like $80 an hour Canadian, so. <laughs> well, this was a nightmare child to babysit. So then mm. she, she she should have got more. She, like the, the, the kid himself was like super sweet. I know, but like when she was like, "It's gonna take about four hours for you to put this kid mm. to bed," and then if he goes soon, to bed, if he, if he goes to bed, which sounds so ominous, and then as soon as the front door closes, this fucking child is tearing through the house eating chocolate. Yeah, that's true. Cutest moment ever. Now, granted, <laughs> we do realize that the reason he craves all the candy and sugar and stuff is because he's trying to stay awake. Oh. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. Because he's trying to not go to sleep because he has nightmares. Yeah, and the monsters come out. I did. Like, which yeah. did I didn't clue into that until later into the film that that's what he was doing. But I clued in that he was specifically doing it to stay awake once he was um, trapped by Guignolet. I can't say it with the English accent. The Grand uh, Guignol. Guignol. The Grand Guignol. <laughs> <laughs> Still say it with the French Tom accent. Tom Felton. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, my, my first looked like a budget Pirates of the Caribbean. He was. Yes. Um, With I had, Beetlejuice. I had Beetlejuice, Pirates of the Caribbean. I believe I'm a fan of Tom Felton's off-brand Beetlejuice. Yeah, there we go, there we go. <laughs> now, I will say that I was a fan of Tom Felton's character in the beginning of the film. Hello, uh, Rhode Island. Like his first scene when he first 
when he first comes in, and yeah, he's doing the, the super British, referring to people as darling and yeah, and that. Yeah. Like he seemed like super creepy and super weird, and I was like, I'm intrigued by this character. And the longer the movie went on, I was like, Oh, you are such a generic kids movie villain that you've gotten boring and are no longer scary whatsoever. Yeah. Like the further the movie went, the more like, like really, you're the big bad evil boogeyman. Like it could have showcased some more powers that he has other than just singing and hypnotizing yeah, kids. I, I like, feel like he's got a tail that seems to put I, fire on stuff. So he, <laughs> he sings a song to hypnotize people. And I feel like this was something that was from the book. And it works in a book when it's just written as a lyric on a page. Uh, in film form, having Tom Felton sing to people to hypnotize them lost its impact. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Tom Felton still did a good job with the role. He was probably just having a fucking time of his life being this weird, evil character in full makeup and yeah. costume. And he just got to be weird. Um, but the, the, the script did him no favors. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. So anyways, what do, what, do, what do you guys think? I have some questions for the set decorators <laughs> of the babysitter lair. I, I, uh, have, yeah. I have notes about <laughs> the it set design. It looked very sexual. Oh. The doors you opening... And the, 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 the wooden cutouts in front of the doors that were just repeating in different varying shades of pink. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I, you can just I, Even just on. imagining it. You I can, did not pick up on that, but now I know exactly it. what you But the saying. moment they busted through the doors, I was like, why is it a vagina? <laughs> why, is it a, why, is, why is it a vagina? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this makes no sense. Yeah, that's... So, uh, yeah, my, my big thing was that you've got this super grungy, dirty boogeyman character, and then we get to his, like, palace of evil, and it's pristine, and clean, and nice yeah. and open, and, Actually, like... that's true, the bedroom... I collected 51 gases. <laughs> that's what he said. I know. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but it's just, uh, like, uh, uh, I don't... I don't know. It just the to me the set like there was don't get me wrong, there was high production value for this film. Oh, 100%. Um a lot of it looked really good. Yeah. A lot of the sets looked really good. The cat hotel was cool. Prettiest vagina I've ever seen. <laughs> just, <laughs> just not appropriate. <laughs> just I like I'm like I just, is it a mistake? Did they not did they not see it mm-hmm. or was it like this this choice? Um yeah. But I don't know. It just didn't to me. And then you find out it's the inside of an old uh, lighthouse. But 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 the lighthouse is the light- horizontal. And then you see as they're going oh, yeah, down the flat. tunnel thing. Then there's like a gas factory or gas plant that is underneath the lighthouse. I don't yeah. know. That's what it looked like. Which is like, which I guess is why he collected fifty-one gases or whatever. And it maybe the look of it makes more sense. But I'm like, don't say it's a lighthouse. And then um, immediately ditch the lighthouse. And then go to some gas plant. I don't know. Uh, so let, let's talk about this. Uh, um, yeah, so for one, so she, this girl has had nightmares when she's a child mm-hmm. and was traumatized. And then she goes and she's checking under the bed of this kid, trying to put him to bed. <laughs> and she fucking jump scares <laughs> the kid. 
like dirty being, socks. She's <laughs> being a real dick to somebody who went who's going through the same thing she went through as a child, and yeah. that she hates that she gets made fun of for it. Not nice. And then we kind of realize that um, they're both just like really shitty X Men. Like their power is like, oh, if I have a nightmare, the monster kind of comes to life, but if I wake up, it goes away. <laughs> And yeah. she's like, I can do mental math crazy good. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. She goes okay. into fucking Rain Man mode. Did, did you see the, like, the first time she does it, though? It's like pi equals pi. Like, a, what? Like, a pi is a pi. Yeah. Like, that doesn't, that's not math. <laughs> like, that the pi symbol equals a slice of pi. I'm like, that's just how you pronounce it. That's not math. <laughs> I but, didn't catch up. I'm getting a hum. I don't know what it's from. Like Sorry, people. We're having some technical difficulties. Um, don't it's know if it's just the humdrum of life. It's audio that just we're dealing with. Oh yeah, it wouldn't be. Um. Do, do you hear it? Yeah. Oh, it's just my last laptop, probably. <laughs> what? The fan on my laptop, maybe. Oh, maybe. Actually, yeah, it is. <laughs> so if you can hear a humming sound. Uh, Jacob has a crazy gaming laptop Absolutely. that the fan kicked in on. Uh, we're going to try and solve this for a second. Actually, I can hear it separate from that. Like, I can hear the fan, but then I can also hear... Jason, <laughs> sound. Now I know what Jason goes through all the time. Because you can hear something other than that, right? Is there something outside? That's really loud for a laptop fan. Yeah, but I also hear something else. Oh, shit. I tried so hard to escape without um, doing anything over. Jacob's trying to tear all the auto equipment off the table with his feet right now. I'm so hungry. Yeah. Just grab the fan off the edge. Uh, oh, you're just not getting good airflow. Yeah. Is that better? Yes. Uh, oh, let's see. Yeah, I think we're I think we're better. Okay. Technical difficulties averted. Um, Jacob's laptop was working too hard. Had a long day. I left it in the car for a while, so now it's not great. In the cold. Um, what? Where do these kids live, and how rich are all their parents that these are the kind of Halloween Rhode parties Island. that they throw? Rhode this Island. It's a mo- modern movie. They, they, just, they live in mansions and, and they work at online magazines. Yeah, but can we, can we just, just like like get rid of that stereotype that it's like, oh yeah, no, just like everyday teenagers throw ragers with 300 people and lights and smoke machines and like... Make my job easier. Look at easier. the movies we work on. Like, they're even unrealistic. I, and I hate them too. And I... <laughs> At what point have you ever got the impression that I think that we make realistic films? (laughs) We shouldn't shit on what pays our bills. (laughs) I know, but I'm just saying, like, The Lord of the Rings is less fantasy than these movies. (laughs) True. I I agree. I hate the idea that we refuse to show any bra straps and anything, that we pretend that we live in these mansions, that people wear their shoes inside, and that nobody says goodbye when they hang up the phone. Ah, uh, true. <laughs> to give you, to give uh, you listeners at home an, uh, an example of this, uh, we worked on a film where 
the character's grandmother owned a vintage clothing, a used vintage clothing store in a small lakeside town. And she passes away and leaves her house to her granddaughter. <laughs> and, or sorry, the grandson. The daughter gets the vintage, the granddaughter gets the clothing store, the grandson gets the house. And the location that we used. That I found. Was a, that totally came through. Nina's pouring wine <laughs> under the table. Um, the location that is this house owned by vintage store grandma was a $5 million lake house. They, okay, they told me to find grandma's house. And this was one of my first Hallmark shows where I just. Yeah, I didn't this understand. Was, this I was, was thinking my hearts. own grandma's house. This is Vintage yeah. Hearts. This is like one of the first of these Hallmark type movies that, that we worked on. This is going I, I didn't know they wanted back. really rich grandma who has her entire <gasps> Wait, extended family. is this what people are talking about when they say grandma's house and start laughing on set? Yeah. Maybe. Was, I want to say a name. Oh, I have questions. It was my bir- first big find. Who directed it? Stephen Strasser. Strasser yeah. talks about Grandma's house all the time. Yeah. No, we're joking about Grandma's house from Vintage Hearts. Because okay. it's like a four, Sorry four or five million dollar bar. lake house. Sorry for the side but that that's a great payoff for me. It's it's a cool house too because it's uh <laughs> if you you've never heard this, the the I didn't know where it came reference. from. Yeah, okay. No, I've heard about Grandma's house for uh, two years now. Yeah. yeah. Good job, Jacob. <laughs> it was a guy. Who actually he walked by that house as a kid growing up, and he's like, One day I'm gonna buy that house, and then he bought it. So, good for pretty, him, pretty cool. Yeah. And then he wasn't gonna let anyone in, but because I was starting my career, he was like, Just for you, Jacob. I think and we I were like, pretty good to that house. Oh, yeah, yeah anyway, he likes us. Stuff. We're on a huge tangent here. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, okay, so we meet uh, Liz. Who is the first of the, the members order. of the, the baby order of the babysitters that we meet? Mm-hmm. Um, who comes in and kicks a bunch of ass, and then She's immediately, what did we say the main character's name was? Kelly. Kelly, Kelly Ferguson. Kelly Ferguson. Okay. Kelly Ferguson. Do, she doesn't fit that name. I'm, immediately just, makes a like teen pregnancy joke, <laughs> which I thought was a. I was like, really? We're going there? Kids movie? Wait, what was it? Uh, because. Uh, Liz has the baby strapped to her back, which is the kid she's babysitting. Oh, yeah. I won't trust and you. And yeah. like, I mean, is, is he yours? I mean, I'm not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> I was like, are we making teen pregnancy yeah. jokes right out the yeah. gate? I mean, she works at the university. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Okay, so it was... They, they used a real baby for most of it, just in a carrier on her back. I still think it was fake. But there was one scene... Where they go outside and they're about to get on the Fake moped, baby. and yeah. it's just the baby's face CGI'd into the black hollow of a baby yeah. motorcycle helmet. Yeah, right? Like, they're not <laughs> putting a motorcycle helmet on a baby. There's no way. No, so it's just this CG, CGI floating baby face in a void, and it's the creepiest thing. Yep. Like, why do a close-up on that? <laughs> just, just do a wide looks shot. stupid. It looks stupid. Also, like, if this is... What babysitters are supposed to be like? My my babysitter growing up was not up to snuff. I mean, these babysitters, or well, Kelly lost the kids. So yeah, I don't think these are up to snuff either. <laughs> no, like, she's like, driving like, around on a moped with a baby on her back. Like she's true. She yeah. she ain't winning any award. <laughs> no, and they're yeah they're they're taking the kids out of the house and. Going who knows where with them, using them as bait. And then even the flashback 100% one... 100% uses the baby as bait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's bad. But even the flashback one where she like the kid saves herself. 
That's true. Right? The babysitter gets knocked out, and like the kid grabs it. It's it's the holy hand grenade of the yeah. babysitter's club. Um, Which I didn't like. I had to rewatch part of the ending again, and I didn't understand why. Like the first time I watched it, why like the girl escaped because the babysitter got hypnotized, and I was like, "Well, isn't it game over?" But then I didn't realize that the kid got a hold of the hand grenade and threw it because it happened yeah. really quickly. It was just like the kid's like, "Bam!" Yeah, and, and hits uh, Tom Felton with a holy hand grenade. Yeah, um, angel fire. Angel fire. Yeah. Which later on, there's a scene in the movie where. Uh, Kelly says she's gonna kill the bad guy, and he goes, "Well, you know, it takes angel fire to the heart, but you don't have any, do you?" And it's like, "Do you just tell her how to kill you?" <laughs> like he straight up is just like, just "Like this is the only thing that'll kill me, but you don't have any." It's like, "But you didn't need to tell her what yeah, she needed." Yeah, you like, didn't. What the fuck, dude? Bad guys like to gloat. It's just the thing they do. Oh yeah, they yeah. gotta reveal their That's secret plan and yeah. so intelligent that you don't uh, know it takes this to kill me. So when they when they go to the the playground, because uh, they're tracking the what are the the toadies, the toadies. which are the, the most comical little. Oh, they're so fun. They were made. It was to a sell creepy toys. movie until the toadies were revealed, and then it wasn't. Oh yeah, no, the toadies are hundred percent like the the stereotypical imbecile goblin creatures that follow yeah. around the bad they're guy. They're a beautiful mix of the minions from Despicable Me. I think that's what they're called. Yes. Uh, and Monsters Inc. Yeah, true. They're like if yeah. they had babies, they would be toadies. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're stupid. So Anyways, dumb. they're tracking the toadies. And they go to this, like, indoor hey, playground. Hey, they're not that dumb. They got rid of the tracker that they put in them. Like, the one guy. The one was smart. Are you defending the toadies? Okay, I didn't <laughs> like the toadies, but they, you know, they did put a tracker in the one toady. Then he got rid of the tracker, called his boss on the cell phone. The, guy, the boss told him, the Grand Guignol told him to go to the party where he had a shadow monster. Yeah. So I'm like... You gotta give the toadies some credit for. I mean, the Grand Guignol also <laughs> only liked that one toady. Yeah, yeah, he was the only useful toady. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they go to this. They go to this indoor playground that looks like it's a government. It, it, it looks like it's built for government experiments on children. Yeah, the sharky. Like there's park. this pristine, yeah. perfect shark ball pit, and there's this one slide, and there's this one like bar geodesic dome. In just like a vast, sterile environment that you can't see the outer edges of, really. <laughs> to me, it screamed beginning of a horror movie, mm. um, abandoned like circus amusement park. But it was so clean. They could have done more I with know. it. Yeah. I like to me, it was creepy. To me, it was like this is an abandoned amusement park, and it's yeah, it's video game creepy. It's just weird. And they had the Jaws moment. Nah. <laughs> in the ball pit. Yeah, they, they had a Jaws moment in a shark-shaped also, ball pit. What, okay, what happened there? Because that was really confusing. They were I about to I don't get know the what toady. happened in half of this movie. Uh, <laughs> but the, Might have been because I was drunk. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, no one's going to judge you for drinking to get through this movie. <laughs> but um, they, but they, like, they're... You know, they they got the hole at the bottom of the slide. They're using the baby as bait. They got a ring around the the hole. So as soon as the toady goes up through the hole to get the baby, they're going to, like, lasso it. Yeah. For some reason, Kelly freaks out and was like, no, I can't do this. 
right they as still the get the toady by the leg but the toady just takes the rope off his leg i'm like what's the difference between getting him by the leg getting him around the stomach getting him around the, like he's just gonna yank it off anyway yeah he's just gonna yank it off anyway and then instead of going to save the baby she just dives in the ball pit so she wasn't feared scared for the baby's life she was just scared for her own i don't because the baby's still there i thought she went into the ball pit with the baby to like protect it no she just peaced <laughs> maybe she's a huge distraction to, like, right. i guess i guess are, you, are was, you trying to find rationality in the mind of a teenager no that would be a big mistake wouldn't it because Shit. if uh, my memory of being a teenager uh rational thinking was not a thing I don't know about you guys, but I made a lot of stupid ass decisions. Mm, okay. Teenager? I mean, just look at me. I never used. I make stupid ass decisions <laughs> now. Right? And ask me what then. I did this week. <laughs> just ask me. <laughs> don't. Uh, so okay, so they 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 end up going back to the Brown University. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was some. So wait, place. wait, wait, wait. Where's Brown University? Because they say they're out of Rhode Island. Rhode Island, right? But where's Brown University? I'm on it. Is it in, if it's not in Rhode Island, I'm going to be really confused. Uh, yeah. Drumroll. Um, so anyways, they go back to Brown University where somehow there's just the... Rhode Island. Secret, oh, okay, it is. secret vagina base underneath no, the garbage No, different pit. one. No, I'm talking about the, the babysitter's base. That is the vagina That's the vagina base. one. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why it's disturbing. Um, so, so they go to the babysitter's one. Um... And then, oh yeah, they just start naming random famous people. Yeah, like in, in Cleopatra, in Merlin at all. Like <laughs> these were all babysitters, and it's like, okay, like I get it. You're trying to do like the movie trope of like all oh, these people throughout history and, were part of our organization. And you know, I love to play the, the the feminist card. I love to like look at things from the other side. Why are they all women babysitters? No, they had Merlin in there. Yeah, Merlin and Einstein. Yeah. for some reason, okay. Einstein was babysitter. Okay, like the I, two I, I, I miss that. older I miss that. looking. People. I miss that. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I guess Merlin didn't the feel wizard. Feel very diversified. <laughs> Merlin the wizard probably was Arthur's babysitter. Yeah, I guess. Was Rasputin a babysitter? Oh God, he's the one they don't talk about. He got kicked out of the order. He's <laughs> <laughs> the OG babysitter. Yeah. OG. I mean those. I mean he he did Tsar's take kids care for a reason of the Tsar's son, who was very sickly. Oh, so I'm sure yeah. he took care of him. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was real dark. Uh, I watched The King's Man recently. And oh Rasputin's yeah, that was it, so. oh, like, that was weird. And Rasputin is creepy as fuck in that movie. Um, I don't like that movie. So they name all these famous people, and I realized that they couldn't do this because this is a Netflix film. It'd be referencing a Disney property. But Mary Poppins would school the fuck out of these bitches. True. True. Yep. <laughs> like, tell me I'm wrong. But no. Mary Poppins would put all of these fucking kids to shame. I mean, they didn't reveal the head of the order. I mean, they, there's a chance. Could be Mary Poppins. All they said was Madame V? Is that what they said? I don't, I don't know. know. They kind it of was like near the end. It was like, they were setting up sequels pretty hard. Oh, Definitely. Because they set up like the whole like the the, the spider queen people. There's the... seven boogie people. Yeah, and I googled so hard trying to find out who the seven boogie people were, other than the spider queen. Nothing. Are you gonna read these books now? Uh, there's only three of them. Okay, and they're they seemingly hard to find, but I kind of like the lore. <laughs> no, it, it it is actually 
it has potential as a story. Yeah. Um, oh, Nina's doing work. Wow, we're mm. podcasting again. Sorry, it's we, we're getting very close to going to camera on a film. <laughs> I'll pull um, the phone out here and like smile at the camera. Of which uh, <laughs> Nina is the second AD and therefore has to take a lot of late night phone calls and text messages. <laughs> um, so we told her that it was okay and she could continue working while we're recording. We won't let it bother the attachments us. Attachments not open. Uh, but no I agree I think there is actually potential for like good ongoing story with this and you could build the lore and it did have good production value but can can I spoil the next movie it fell short sure I read read ahead okay so the spider queen Mm. apparently hypnotizes so even though it's, it's still sticking with the hypnotism theme book spoilers everyone yeah, book spoilers. There's not a second movie, and there will never be a second movie. Oh, I, I feel like there will be a second movie. It's Netflix. They could. I they, feel they like do there will two be a and second movie. This okay. was All so right. set up to be a franchise. I, I haven't seen it. I, I want it. I kind of want there to be a second movie, but I haven't seen any evidence. So come on, Netflix got three views today. Of course, they're gonna make another one. True. True. I, I, I did enjoy the. Uh, sideline like love story with the guy and how it was just like not important not at all like like that was really refreshing mm-hmm. that yeah. it's like you know the teenager just like oh my god it's my crush like i've got dirt on my clothes like i can't go in there um and the other girl just absolutely makes fun of her yeah <laughs> it's like, a boy uh, uh, <laughs> it's you're not so scared perfect. of monsters anymore but you're scared of a boy no no no, <laughs> I know. no. she's just um, like you're worried about your outfit look at this terrible blonde wig i'm wearing <laughs> Because it was. Liz wears a wig, a pixie cut wig for the film, and it is noticeable. Like it's bad. I didn't notice that. No? I noticed the vagina. You noticed the vagina. But not the wig. Again, I was drunk. Priorities were way out of whack. Yeah. But I did did enjoy how that was just kind of like a throwaway um, line to it. But since we're on the subject of the boy, let's go back to high school. Let's not. Let's 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 go back to that opening sequence with the mean girls in the hallway. Yeah. Oh god. The clothing that they are wearing. I am low key obsessed because it is one of two things. Either the costume design on this is just wackadoodle out there or teenagers fashion is so weird now that I am old and it has now become grandma style. I wasn't paying that close of attention. Were they wearing grandma it's clothes? It's terrible. It's it's like frilly upon layer of... oh. oh, I didn't notice. And then like a, a weird heart cut out on the neck that looks like a cookie cutter. I don't, I don't understand it at all. It looks terrible. I and these are the cool girls. I absolutely Why? loved weird. that when they weird. get when they get to the party. Uh, Liz is just like fucking cat costume. Every basic bitch ever thinks that a cat costume True. is a good idea for Halloween. Which is true. Don't wear cat costumes, girls. I wore a cat women, costume. <laughs> Please. Uh, yeah, Jacob is allowed because yeah. he's Jacob. A.K.A. Mr. Spooks. A.K.A. And Jacob I'm so pumpkins. basic. There's nothing basic I about like you. I like pumpkin spice lattes. Don't let anyone ever tell I you. I don't want basic. to, but I do. <laughs> I mean, you can't... <sighs> The, that, the, problem just, with, the problem I can't, with that ideology, I can't get away from it. But the problem with that ideology is like, 
oh, somebody made something that tastes good and everybody likes it because everybody likes it. It's basic. I can't like it now and it's basic. It's like, yeah, what? Do you, does fucking drinking Coca-Cola make people basic? It's like the most consumed no, product on the planet. Basic would be alkaline. Moving right along. It's a, it's a movie about math. I can make a chemistry joke. Yeah, he's making nerd jokes at face. <laughs> it is not a movie about math. There are occasionally some weird <laughs> inserts about math, and we are led to believe that this girl could just suddenly solve all she problems solved the big with math. Punch with math. Yeah. Oh, also, when she did the punch, her face went like. It oh no! It, it's a monster punch. She turned like she. she turned it, it it's, you do this weird math move, and you kind of like half transform into a monster, so you have the power to punch. A grenade into the boogeyman's chest. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, only her brain could understand the math to then download into her body so she could do the monster punch. Yeah. Uh, See, I am choosing to believe that this film was created purely to be a gateway drug to uh, like good supernatural programming television shows and, and films and things like that. Yeah, Netflix thinks like that. Netflix is like, we're going to pour all this money into making a product, product to get you to buy a different product sometime down. Mm. No, no, no. But like that's... The, no, no, no. But I'm, I'm choosing to believe that that's what this will be for people. Oh, this is going to be like, like a 12-year-old's going to watch this and they're going to go, I kind of like that show where teenagers team up to fight crazy monsters. Yeah. And then somebody's going to be like, hey, have you heard of the show called Buffy? <laughs> have we, you heard we of don't, Watchmen? We don't talk about the guy who made it anymore, <laughs> uh, but you should watch the show. Watchmen um, is good. <laughs> Shadow and Bone on Netflix is, is pretty good too. And it's I, don't, like, I haven't watched it's that yet. A, 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 definitely better than this, but like it's also more up into fantasy levels. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh yeah. I wanna know what kind of teleportation technology these kids have come up with. Um because Lopez. uh Q um I don't know <gasps> right. his name, I'm just calling him Q because yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. dude who gives away the he he's the he's the gadget guy. So he's Q. Uh he calls around the world to look for ingredients to make this angel fire uh bomb. And gets off the phone and then just runs over to like one of those bank tube machines and the ingredients just slide down the machine with the signs of like all the different world cities of where they're coming from. So what teleportation tech have they come up with where they couldn't be like, hey, yeah, so one of the seven big bads uh, is in town. He's stolen a kid. He's building a nightmare army. Uh, Everybody transport to me. Mm-hmm. And we'll just send an army of babysitters after this dude to take him out. You know, maybe they just have transatlantic tubes. Why? Why would they choose the the mystical tubes and not you know a cardboard box from Amazon? Mystical like, tubes, much better. Like just be like, ooh, thank God for Amazon. Like I don't like just, just no magic because Amazon Prime wouldn't like that. Because they have their own television network. Oh, so, Fine. I don't know, UPS. like, make a teal box and call it a new fucking delivery. No, then Tiffany's is going to sue us. Us. I'm, I, I, I work at Netflix now. <laughs> Netflix, please, please hire me for something. I, I hate Anything. Working. I love Netflix. Come, come. We, we live in British <laughs> Columbia. And I know that you do a lot of business in Vancouver, but the, if you just come inland a little bit further, there's this great city up in the interior. We make movies here. Just just come hang out. It'd be great. 
Um, or maybe you're already here by the time that this airs. <laughs> That'd be cool. Right? Right, guys. Wait, what? Why would I talk um, to them? Let's talk about the crazy cat lady. Oh, I liked it. Yeah, I think that entire... Mm-hmm. The set looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Cool. The um, the mythos mm-hmm. around the character was great. Yeah. Um, I like the reveal. Yeah. Where are the cats? Where so, are the cats? Why is she freaking out and having an allergic uh, reaction? So where the yeah, fuck so Liz is allergic to cats. She's having an allergic reaction. It's this crazy. So it's this silent movie star who. Became a crazy cat lady and apparently a super powerful witch. Class Because she still looks very long, young. But they can't figure out where any of the cats are. And Liz is having severe allergic reactions. And so uh, Grand Guignol takes Liz away. And Kelly's left with the crazy cat lady. And the crazy cat lady stands up off of this black sofa she's sitting on and says, Okay, time to feast. And it's revealed that the entire sofa she's been laying out on is just made of black cats. And they all start moving and running to attack Kelly, which mm-hmm. I thought was fantastic. But then I fucking laughed my ass off when the way that she beats the cats is to shine a laser pointer into a chandelier. I love and it sends so out hundreds of lasers. Hey, that was set up early on in the movie. Where she's like, I make a bunch of lights in my spare time, and one of the lights one is a laser. One of the lights is a laser pointer. Yeah. They did. It was a it was a payoff. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it it kind of dampened that whole scene. Like that scene yeah. was had a really good tone to it. it was done well, and then they just kind of were like laser pointer. Yeah, and then they all just go passive. <laughs> Uh, my my actual note is I know this is a kids movie but a laser pointer seriously. Um, then we get to the lighthouse for the first time. Yeah, and there is no physical way that lighthouse is still standing. Was it, the name was is that a real lighthouse? Because the name I don't of it know was like uh, it's. Doesn't sound like a Rhode Island lighthouse, but yeah, that should not have been been there at all. Yeah, it was weird. Um, yeah, he's just talking about like he's doing the song a bunch now. Um, I feel like he was trying to be as creepy as Willy Wonka in the tunnel, but just didn't get that's there. That's a weird association. That's a that's a good one. That's the thing. Like like Tom Felton's character in this movie is a mix between. Yeah. G- uh, Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Zombie things. Um, Jack Sparrow. Like Jack it's Sparrow. Beetlejuice, Jack Sparrow, and Willy Wonka. Yeah. But like can't decide if he's the original Gene Wilder Willy Wonka or the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka. Oh. <laughs> That's well, yeah, yeah. Like he really wanted to be the Gene Wilder Willy Wonka, but he ended up being the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka. Yeah, and he really looks like a, a budget Beetlejuice. Yeah. Like, it's, like, so much. Like, there was actually some really good subtle makeup done on him. Like, little, like, scars and things on his face. And his brow was brought down a little bit. Yeah. Um, there was some good subtlety to the character. They did... In some scenes, it's more subtle. Some scenes, it's more overt. Um, but there was audio work done to his voice mm-hmm. to make him sound more menacing. I think the character, when, like, there were moments, like, the very first time we meet 
the character, he's super fucking creepy and I thought was great. But then they just make the character kind of an idiot later yeah. on. But he wasn't born yesterday. I love when he's yelling at the kid. He was born yesterday. I'm like, you've been feeding him like what? How many empty milkshake glasses are by the bed? Like six? Hey, you're kind of dumb. No, no, no. He was feeding him more milk. Because the kid's like, I want energy drinks and I want a chocolate covered espresso beans. I I like that. I was not born yesterday. And then he almost fell for it, though. He almost fell for it. Oh, he was was thinking about it. Yeah, he was thinking about it hard. Um, Cute kid. Love the name. There's a point when... So the the bad guy has these giant tanks set up that hold all the nightmare creatures as they're coming out of the little kid's brain. Um, and there's a point where Kelly jumps from one to the other. And it's like a 20-foot jump. And it's super obvious that it was like a... They did it practically, but it's a wire jump. Because she goes up three feet and then straight for like 20 feet and then down three feet. <laughs> I didn't Realistic, that. right? Hey, she jumped off a balcony or, or a second floor railing earlier in the movie, so... She did. That one was... I mean, this... That was kind of cool. Fairly realistic. Right? That, okay, let's actually talk about that for a moment. That was a, actually a really good moment on her part yeah. of, like... She was trying to defeat the Shadow Monster at the party. Um, oh, yeah. Actually, that, that is, stupid math, but... It's more the stupid math, but she calculates how many lumens would be generated by everybody's cell phone flash going off at the same time. Shadow Monster doesn't like light. It's going to take a certain number of lumens to get rid of it. So she yells, everybody take a picture, and jumps off a balcony railing and lands on a couch. But everybody turns to snap photos, and it scares the Shadow Monster away. Uh, but just before that, she shoves her crush into a bedroom. Yeah. And, and says, says, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be, back. Just, I'll be right back. His hopes are like... <laughs> so done. How long do you think he sat in that bedroom? <laughs> yeah. Well, then he's like... He's like Can I come out come now? He's like, it's coming, no. it's coming. He's like, oh, I should come out? And he's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Also, was there a point when we're in the, the lair at the end where one of the toadies is just huffing glue? And then, like, the bad guy just calls for him, and you just see him go. <laughs> and then, like, throw a bottle and run to where he's being oh, called. Oh, the, the one smart one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was so, he yeah. huffing glue? I think so. And then he goes over to the lever, and he's like, oh my god. And then they use the stick thing on him, and then he starts singing opera. I don't know why. Yeah. I thought the, the, the Egyptian stick gets rid of spells or whatever. And curses. And then, uh, so maybe the toadies were cursed? I don't, I, and also, did they kill it? I don't know. He, They poke it, and it just farts, and then starts singing opera, leaves the screen, and then comes back on the screen, sings one last big opera chorus, and then falls down dead. And I'm like, yeah. What, so, what was that? I don't know. I don't remember this. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> Uh, maybe uh, Jesse's been bugging me to edit more video clips from the movies into these. Uh, I don't think I will because that's a lot of work. Um, Maybe, maybe I'll throw up a. It's an an opera in German too. Um, In the subtitles. At any point, did they think that maybe they could kill the boogeyman with you know a gun? This is a kids' movie, Zach. He's mystical. He's not corporal. I just put it out there. I mean, we're in we're in America. I feel like I feel like the idea is that like if Sorry, you shot him, we're before, not in America. The movie takes place in America. So when I suggest the kids aren't thinking rationally, you guys are like, "Well, they're kids, blah blah blah," and then you're like, "Put a gun." Yeah. 
Do you know how many people are killed by? Brain. They're mystical. They don't <laughs> die from. Do you know how many children yeah. kill people with guns in the you in the states every okay. year? Oh, like no, a lot. This is not the podcast. No, 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 no. I was just stating a statistic. I wasn't. Post I don't know what the actual statistic, statistic is. Here. Uh, I will not. No. Okay. Don't do that. Um, okay. So the creatures we've seen in this movie are like the shadow monster, which is just kind of like a dark, hazy ball with tentacles. Basically, just like a, a roided out. Um, so it's bright from yeah from um, my neighbor Totoro, mm-hmm. kind of looking True. thing. Yeah, and then we've got the toadies who are like you said minions that bred with fucking Mike Wazowski. Mm-hmm. Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to the nightmare creatures that are in the tanks because the little kid, after he's removed from the nightmare machine, is like, no, no, no. I can get rid of these nightmare creatures. And he walks into the tank and is like, I'm in control of you now. And I say, go away. And one of the things in that tank is just a disembodied skull with the spine attached to it flying around. Like whatever was in those tanks was way fucking worse than anything we'd seen in this movie so far. Like this kid has, this kid needs therapy. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck was this kid coming up with? And a tentacle that's not attached to anything. Yeah, which then just gets tossed to the ball. Yeah. But, but like, what was... Yeah, this child needs help. Well, he has help now. So it was a movie that should be acclaimed as good based on budget and look and production value and all of that stuff. But man, I, I wouldn't watch it again. No, like, I feel like, yeah, like, you know, I feel like the age group it was going after would probably really enjoy this movie. Like, I think it is very age-specific. They were going out. What did you do, Jacob? No, I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah, I think that, like, eh, 10 to 15-year-old age range is probably going to eat this shit up. Um, Technically, like, from a technical standpoint, it is a good film. Yeah. I think the lore is interesting enough to like they set up seven more villains or six more villains. Six more villains, yeah. And yeah. that's kinda interesting. And like, you know, they flip through the book, especially when they're like they before they figured out it was the Grand Guignol, the the guide kept flipping, stopping on a couple pages to be like, Look, there's one monster, flips a couple more, there's yeah. another monster. For, There's another monster that might show up, for, and then finally it gets to him. For a film called the uh, the Babysitter's Guide, a Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting, it sets up that that world, yeah. and like that's the name of the the book that they yeah. they use to reference. But there's not actually a, a vari- that big of a variety of monsters in the film. I was gonna say better as a TV show. I think probably. so. I think it would have been better as a TV show where there's actual monster hunting and like. Grand Guignol is like an end of like a full season, season arc villain. villain. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you build up to it, and you learn about the the the. You get more of the lore and yeah. stuff. I think there's a lot of things that would be better as a television series, as a series. Rather yeah. than I predict a film. that this will end up being like at least a couple of movies on Netflix of of just the same things it, around Halloween. We'll like hear about it. I'm almost let's, certain. It, let's it looks, look it up. Uh, I gonna... I did look up as much as I could. No plans for a sequel at now. The Wikipedia page almost has nothing. There is no Wikipedia page for the books at all. 
I read really... the synopsis on Amazon, uh, and it it didn't reveal much except that villain for book two is the Spider Queen who hypnotizes the whole town. Hmm. Um, similar to a movie that we were supposed to be working on, um, and uh, then the third book just says traveled to monster island and it sounds like the it just says monster royalty are upset so they it it almost sounds like it's a conclusion like hmm. the th- like the it's third book would be the trilogy conclusion. which i think if there's seven of them you're actually supposed to get like a couple of them per book yeah so maybe in the book there's more than the grand guignol maybe it's got another character but they didn't know how to yeah fit it in uh, one thing I will say, and I just realized this as I was uh, looking the film up on IMDb to see if there was a listed sequel, and the first search result is a film called The Babysitters, which is a very different movie. I don't know if either of you have ever seen nope. it before. Hmm? No? No, no it's, it's about babysitters who are... They legitimately babysit children, but they're hired specifically because then the, the fathers drive them home after, and they fuck the dads for money. Uh, it's a prostitution ring um, that's about babysitters. It's really, like, f- it, it's a great movie, but it's fucked up. This is on a, if you like this, you should watch this. Yeah, like, like, that was just a weird... If you hated the movie we're talking about, but you liked this podcast, check out this movie. Yeah, it was <laughs> just like a, the uh, fact that there were babysitters. It was babysitters. a strange juxtaposition when you go to look something up on IMDb, and it's like, did you mean The Babysitters? Uh, a film about babysitters starting a sex worker ring <laughs> like is that what you wanted to watch no no it's not hey guys we should make that movie like again like it's a movie that exists we could <laughs> just fucking ring up um who, who we got on the phone uh, what's his name? Why can't I think of his oh, name? I, why are you looking at me? Uh, I don't it. I know any, Lars von To Trier. be clear, I don't know anyone associated with prostitution rings. No, no, no. I was going to say, if we want to make a super dark fucked up movie, we just got to try and have a conversation with Lars von Trier and be like, hey, uh, you got any tips? Because he would. He makes fucked up movies. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love his movies, but they are movies that I only ever want to watch once. On that super positive, amazing, happy note. Yeah, so uh, uh, what's everybody's rating? What are, what are we giving this movie out of 10? Uh, let's go. Let's, I, I, I want to maybe start doing this thing where we go um, technical rating based purely on okay. the technical side of the film and entertainment value. Okay. So am I splitting my, my ratings up? There's two ratings. There's a technical specs rating, and there's an entertainment <gasps> value rating. Technically, this movie was really good technically. Technically, I'd give it like an eight. Like the music and the colors. and I'd even give it a nine, but I can't for the freaking vagina set deck. I just cannot <laughs> get over it. Like It was just too much for me. Uh, and the bad CGI, baby. Um, so it's an eight technically. Story-wise, it was just lame. And so, it doesn't deserve to pass. <sighs> yeah, like begrudgingly I give it a six because like there's no huge plot story holes. It's just lame. It's just, I don't really care. Stakes yeah. aren't really that high. Six. It's Five also not at all a movie for design for us. 
at all. Jacob? Mr. Spooks? Uh, I'll go technical eight, but I'm going to give it a seven. <laughs> Otherwise, I, okay, I I kind of enjoyed it more than I thought. No! Jacob! I'm just, all I'm saying, like, I was going to go like one or so more than, than you did, just because I clearly enjoyed it more than you did. But like, just seven. I don't know. I think it's, the lore is kind of cool. And, and I'm trying to think as a kid watching it like oh if it was like, like me 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 as a kid this was 100 what yeah, i, really like, I think this. it's fair to rate it uh, based off of like i literally like i i have monsters tattooed all down this arm like monsters are my jam yeah um so so what's your rating what's then? your rating Zach? uh again yeah i think technically we're at like a seven and a half eight um cinematography was good um Lighting was good. Sound design was good. Locations were good. Um, set deck, uh, set deck, or production design, for the <coughs> most part, a couple of hiccups. For the most part, was good. Not part of the location, you know. Um, I hope not. But like, like watching it, like I was generally like bored. Mm. Um, so I, yeah, I'm giving it like a like a five and a half six entertainment value. Mm-hmm. I think twelve year old me would have fucking loved this movie. But I'm not 12 anymore. Yeah. Guys, I'm still 12. You're so still 12. We're we, very aware. We, we have a confession to make, though. Shut up. We, we do? Shut yeah. up. Not you and I. Me and Jacob. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> what? But, but like, I wasn't going to say anything, but just the fact that you loved it and I hate it, I think we can say it. I didn't it love fine. it. I no, liked it a little it bit seven. more. You just gave it a seven. Yeah. Well, I was just going to go one higher. I wish Jesse uh, was here. Okay, what, what's the confession? We watched it together. You watched it together? Mm-hmm. I also re-watched it after. Because I was babysitting for, or dog sitting for Mark, so I rewatched it again. I watched half of it alone and then watched the second part with Jacob. And then rewatched the second part by myself earlier today. And I even suggested, like, hey, let's all get together and watch <laughs> and the then movie. Everyone and oh, everybody no, fucking like shit week. on me for it. We yeah, did this, this last a while week. Ago. We were hanging out. This wasn't just now. <laughs> Yeah, Jared, Jared, I got it. Host of the show. Just get left out. I look, I, I, you you yeah. live out of town. We hang out when you're not here, babe. I know. I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's not that far away. Okay. Anyways, uh, yeah, so um, that was A Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting. Uh, another episode of the Random Cinematic Universe. Where we let that evil algorithm choose our movies for us. And we have no say in what we watch from week to week. Uh, next week, we have... Um, Jacob, are you back next week? No, what's next week? I don't know if we're recording these in order or <laughs> <We're> not. <laughs> so, so I don't know what to we say. Had, because of us working on a film right now, we had a scheduling snafu. We're still keeping to the schedule that... Uh, the release order will be the original order we plan these episodes in. Um, but that is not the order they're being recorded in. Um, I'm pretty sure he's in next week's episode. Let's take a look at the Google Drive. Can I say Google on this? Yeah, they're not going to get mad at me. Google. Google? Google. Google. Sponsor yeah. us. Hey, if anybody ever feels like sponsoring this show. Um, like Google. And we will do mid-show ads. Or you, and you want to, you know, sponsor us with either 
products like beverages. Beverages. Beverages are nice. Preferable. Um, we would love a sponsorship. Um, anybody local, local, you know, I feel like there might be one or two breweries in the Okanagan that oh, would want to sponsor a film podcast. Uh, next week we are watching This Love is from Another Planet. And that's going to be Mark and Jesse. Jacob is not back next week. No. So if you want to watch the the movie ahead of time, ahead of next week's episode, it is uh, This Love is from Another Planet. It is available on Amazon Prime in Canada. Um, if you're having trouble finding it, and that's take, take the title of the film, translate it into Spanish, and then search for it again. It is a Spanish language film, and definitely not French. Uh, yeah. So anyways, uh, we will see everybody next week for This Love is from Another Planet. Thanks for listening and or watching. Okay, that's it. And now our chairs turn into cats. No. My eyes have been itching all day. What? I had a pocket taco. Is that a taco? Yeah. How long has it been in there? Mm, since about six. <gasps> it's almost midnight. No, I'm kidding. You had Mexican food twice today? It's Taco Tuesday. Yes. I had high-end fancy Mexican food. <laughs> now I'm eating taco time. Which, so they just opened a taco time in Vernon. Uh, there hasn't been a taco time in Vernon for a number of years. The last one got shut down. Um, I think because they were laundering money, mm-hmm. uh, the sheriffs showed up and shut, it was in the food court in the mall. Yeah. They showed up, they shut it down. At the time I worked at the kiosk, uh, a body jewelry kiosk that was not far from this taco time. Like it, I could see across yeah. to it. So they kicked everybody out. They put signs up and caution tape being like, this location has been shut down by the sheriff's department. Da 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 da. But because it got shut down so quickly and the owners were arrested, Nothing got turned off. Oh and because it was under active investigation, the mall couldn't do anything. They couldn't go in there. They had to leave it. So the employees took all the food. Yeah. Because the sheriff's department was just like, any food that's in this location, take it with you now. Yeah. So they took all the food. But it's one of those, because um, it's a, a, a food court location, Yeah. the pop machine faces the food court and you could just walk up to it. And it wasn't turned off. And all the refrigeration was left on. And so me and like two other people who worked in the mall figured out that you could just walk up to the pop machine at the taco time and fill up a cup with pop. And we did this.